This is Bo Buchanan with Arizona Lodge number two, and I am here speaking on the level with Ron Heck. Ron, why don't we start out by you telling me your name, the name of your Blue Lodge, and any titles or positions you hold in that Blue Lodge. Uh, Ronald Heck, Arizona Lodge number two, and I have been past master of our lodge and past grand marshal of the, grand marshal of the grand lodge. And what other Masonic bodies or organizations are you a part of? I'm also a 32nd degree Mason, and the, 32nd degree Mason and the Scottish Rite. <laughs> and are you in New York right or no? No, just Scottish Rite. Okay, all right. And when were you raised as a Mason and in what lodge? I was raised as a Mason in Arizona number two in October 9th, 19, or 2007. October 9th, 2007. Okay. And what year were you worshipful master? 2012. 2012. Okay. I hear a lot of, I hear a lot about that year. I hear you were very good at, you got everybody on a good schedule and got them going on good ritual. And I hear a lot of good things about that time. So when did you first hear of this Freemasonry thing? How old were you? Can you have any stories about that? Yes. I was raised around Masons all my life. My parents, several of their friends were Masons. We went to uh, functions and get togethers at the Masonic Lodge in San Antonio, Texas. Oh. So I've known about masonry all my life. Were your, was your dad a mason? No, he was no. not. Okay. I had a couple of uncles and close friends of the family. Okay. I tried to get in the Malay, and my father said if I had time for that, I had time for another job. So <laughs> I kind of got away from masonry until after I was in the Marine Corps, and all the, several of my buddies that I ran around with, hunting and fishing and whatever, were masons. I finally asked the right question. How do I become a Mason? And was that in Texas or you were in Arizona? That was that here. That was here. Okay. Yeah. And then, so from the time that you asked that question to you actually joined a lodge, how long did that process take for you? Two weeks. <laughs> well, to, <laughs> to, ready to, to, go. to make my application. To make your application. Okay. So you were, once you decided, you know, I'm curious enough, and then boom, you just came right in. I really didn't have a curiosity because I hung around so many guys that were Masons. And slips of the tongue here and there. I knew a lot about masonry. I didn't know any of the secrets, but I knew a lot about masonry. Right. And it was just, it was, I decided it was time to do it. And why? Why were you interested in Freemasonry? Because most, most, all the guys, I, all the men that I knew growing up were some of the best men that I ever knew. Friends of my, my father and mother. All my buddies that I ran, ran around with here in Arizona that were Masons were also good men. And that if these good guys want to be in that organization, there might be something to it. Absolutely. <laughs> I had no idea uh, what it would do for me or what to expect, but I knew it was a good organization. Is there a Mason who stands out to you as somebody who embodies the ideals of what we talk about in Freemasonry or somebody who's had a big impact on you as a Mason? You mean since I've been a Mason? Since you've been a Mason, yeah. Well, I mean, no, I guess not really. I mean, well, the biggest impact was, were two of my uncles in Texas when I was young. I mean, they were just super men. I mean, friendly, helped everybody. They were just good men. Uh, since I've been in Arizona, I belong to an organization. It was called Mount, uh, Mountain Men Organization. Mountain Men. Mountain Men. Yeah. And it was held at the Easy Ranch where we hold our outdoor degrees. And unbeknownst to me, anybody could be in it. 
but 95% of them in that our organization were Masons. Oh, wow. Most of them from Arizona Lodge Number 2. And they were all 40, 50 or Masons. Wow. So you're a, you're a relatively young pup in Masonry. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I'm even younger than you, but yeah, you're still kind of new, technically. I am definitely a new Mason. I'm still learning. <laughs> you're still learning. Um, is there a memory that you can think of, Some something that really stands out in your memory is something that has happened in your Masonic uh, history? Personally, just the way it changed me, made me more tolerant uh, towards people in my job. I had all my life here. What do you do? I was in construction. In construction, okay. You're always, you're always on edge and yelling and being angry. Everybody's angry and <laughs> upset, but uh, it's made me more tolerant, more appeasing to people, and I'm more, I'm a calmer person. Uh, as far as a good memory, it would have to be getting my third degree and giving the apron lecture before I got I did my first degree proficiency. Oh wow. So you got so, you started learning some of our ritual pretty early. Yes. And that was due to John Ruth, our old secretary, who gave me the apron lecture written out. So I was able to read it. Unlike when I was going to proficiency, it was all mouth ear now, you're oh. pretty good. One of the things I notice is I'm going through, you're very good at, at, at learning some of the things we need to learn, and you're always pretty much spot on when you tell me, hey, you didn't do this right, you didn't do that right. Why do you think that is? Where does that come from you? Why, why are you so good at that, you think? That's a good question. Being in construction, in school, when in high school, junior high, I couldn't memorize anything. <laughs> really? And I, it was just a lack of effort on my part. And laziness, I'd rather play baseball. Uh, the 44 years I spent in, in construction, I had to look at blueprints every day. Mm-hmm. And you really can't, after a while, you're on a job for six months or a year, you can't carry the blueprints around all the time. And I was known then for knowing the blueprints in four or five days. That's and there's 30 pages of blueprints, know every detail. And it's, it's carried on into masonry, although masonry has caused me to study more, study harder, take it more serious, you know, I mean, read it over and over and over and really try to learn it and try to emulate some of the masons you see around you that are good at the ritual and everything else and try to emulate them. Yeah, one of the things you said to me the other day was there's a certain cadence to what we do in masonry and I find that one of the things I, I am learning myself is just to slow down a little bit and take it one step at a time and that's not and that's not just in masonry right like you're saying those things bleed over into our lives because right. so you start to do those things in masonry and, and learn and grow it, it carries on into your life and you start to take a breath and slow down and, and it, it affects you. It's the most important part of learning the, the ritual in masonry or even in life slow down think think before you speak think before you speak yeah i've gotten a little better at that (laughs) do you is there anything different about masonry than you expected when you first got into it yes it's not i mean you see the stuff on tv and everything really i mean although masonry will teach you how to act and how to run how to run your life in a more respective way 
it's just like any other organization. 10% of the people do 90% of the work. Yep. So that's been a disappointment. But you meet a lot of good guys, and it's a fun organization to be into. Yeah, and like you said, it's like anything else in life. You know, I, I think uh, uh, it's an organization like many, and there are pros and cons, and it's not this crazy thing you see sometimes built up in the media that this is crazy organization that's going to take over the world, right? No, it's, it's just like any other organization. It takes it takes a committee to decide what kind of sandwich order. <laughs> I'll take uh, chicken, thank you. Um, any any other stories or any uh, closing thoughts you want to share? Nope. Uh, other than I really enjoyed it, we have a great group of guys in Arizona Lodge Number Two. Uh, when I joined the lodge, it was really down in the dumps. I mean. One or two guys are doing all the lectures, all the charges, I heard and that, they've been yeah. masons for 30, 40 years. Luckily, they were still in lodge. And since that time, uh, when I became master, I tried to change all that. We've got a lot of guys in line, younger men, trying to encourage them, and they've really come through. Right now, I think we're in a pretty good position. We're, we have somebody in every spot, and they know their work, and we have several members waiting in line. So... It's fun to see that the sidewalkers get involved. It's disappointing a lodge of our size that we don't get more people into lodge, but that's just the way organizations are. Right. Uh, other than that, it's just it's been a fun time. All right, Ron. Thank you very much for talking to me. I appreciate it. You bet.